Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. But joining us right now is, uh, I guess, probably the easiest way to, to, to put this, is the, the, the queen of ultramarathon in New Zealand, Ruth Croft. Uh, happy 2022, Ruth. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks, and happy New Year to you guys too. Yeah, uh, how did you how did you bring in the New Year? Um, I was just on the west coast in Greymouth, so that's kind of where I've been based um, since I got back to New Zealand. As you would be as a trail runner, is that is that the A one yeah. spot spot in New Zealand for trail running? Um, I normally split my time between uh, Greymouth and then Wanaka. Wanaka's pretty good also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wanaka's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, How much trail running do you do around Wanaka with a set of golf clubs? uh, Because there's a lot of those tracks around there too, Ruth. Uh, absolutely zero. My golf game is yeah pretty poor. <laughs> uh, now, uh, ultra ultra marathons or ultra running. Some of these these distances you're doing, um, you know, 160k over in the Western States uh, that you did earlier, well last year. It is now. How did you get to running those distances? I mean, where did your running career start? Um, so growing up in New Zealand, I always ran. I did the track and cross country, and then mountain running. Um, and then I went over to the U.S. and was on a running scholarship over there. And then after I graduated college, I actually moved to Taipei, Taiwan, not with the intention of running. Um, kind of fell out of running from the U.S. because it was, yeah, such a, a system I wasn't really used to. And so then in Taiwan, I just got back into running for my health and fitness, really. I was putting on a bit of weight and then ended up in a 50K and it's kind of just rolled on from that, really. What was the, uh, so you say the system in the US, was it just how regimented it was or how hard they pushed you guys? Or what was the complications over there? Um, yeah, so I, was, I had a lot of injuries. I had four stress fractures in four years, but it was very different to New Zealand. I think your coach, my coach here did it for the love of it. Um, and in the US system, it's very much more business-like, I think, and then a lot more intensity than what I was used to from New Zealand. Um, and also just, yeah, I was in a team of 25 girls and was kind of trying to work out your pecking order. So I think easy runs ended up a bit faster than what they should have. And, yeah, I just didn't do so well in that system. 
in terms of you, you know, you mentioned that you, you fell out of it for a little bit and then got back into it just for for your own health uh, and things. At what point did it go from I'm just doing this to get you know fit again and, and drop some weight to I can compete here and I can do this and this is what I this is kind of the the thing that I love to do. Um, I think it was probably a period in Taiwan, like two or three years, where I, I originally, once I got into health and fitness, I used it as a way to travel. Um, so I went to uh, Japan and did a race up Mount Fuji, and went to Borneo and did a race up Mount Kinabalu, and then Everest Base Camp, and I started getting good results from there, and then some sponsors came on board, and it kind of started to evolve, I think, from that point. Uh, you've won two two of the biggest races in New Zealand: the Tarawera 100k race and the old ghost uh, the old ghost ultra 85k. Uh, do you think you can do it at Kelper? At Kepler? Kepler, sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I I hope so. Yeah, it's it's a tricky time. I've just come off a break, and so I think the build up hasn't been that long as I'd want. But um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. It's never really worked out for me because the race is normally in December, um, but I've pushed it to January from from COVID. So, yeah, I think I think if on the day I, I do everything right, I could give it a good nudge. The, um, you know, Kepler uh, through Fiordland that, the, and that national park, obviously there's a lot of small trails, a lot of narrow trails, a lot of, a lot of rough uh, terrain. How do you um, prep things like ankles and knees and things for I mean you know I, I always think those are the things that are most susceptible doing what you do well I've been pretty lucky like just through I go to Europe every year and I've actually been doing in the past a, a series called sky running which is all races on really technical terrain um, and so you just get it's just practice essentially at the end of the day you get used to it um, get used to maneuvering over really technical technical terrain and in high altitude so Kepler to be honest is very butter smooth <laughs> to my standards <laughs> but it could be different to others. Oh that's positive um, have you got any plans to go overseas I see uh, the World Mountain and Trail Running Championship is that on your on, on your horizon? Um, yeah it's just that's kept being pushed it was supposed to be last year and um, it's all dependent on Thailand so not at the moment. It's not really on my radar. I'll be doing um, probably Western States again, and some other some other races that are on the circuit. That um, you, you talked about the sky running that you've done, and, and the fact that you went to Everest Base Camp as well. Um, so, in terms of training for that here, how do you train for that here? In terms of training at altitude, given that you know we we, we basically don't have altitude to train at. Yeah, so for Everest, I went over early and we had a whole acclimatization. Um, I did a race in China also that went up to 6,200 metres. And that's essentially, you just have to go over earlier. You can't, I don't normally, yeah, I've never tried um, acclimatising in New Zealand. It's just get over, get, get um, familiarised with the terrain, and that's kind of the best way to approach races, really. How long um, in advance do you need to get over there? Oh, for I would ideally like to be, I think it's like 20 days, three weeks before. It's not always um, possible, but yeah, at least a week. They say after the third day you get to altitude is normally when you feel the worst. And so, yeah, I think it's three weeks is ideal. Yeah. And and what about um, the climbs that you do? Um, Because... I've done a little bit of stuff over in Nepal and, you know, they talk about when you're ascending, you should only really ascend at about, I think it's a rate of about 300 to 500 metres a day. 
in terms of to sort of reduce the fatigue that sets in with altitude sickness? I mean, uh, the races that you do, how much are you ascending and, and how much is that a factor? Um, so the one I did in Nepal was, yeah, it was 60K and we started from Everest Base Camp and we finished in Namche Bazaar. So it's definitely starting at 5,300, I want to say, and we finished at 3,000. Oh, so you're going down. Yeah, you're going down. And then another one I did there, it was 40K and we ascended 2,000 metres and then the same in descent as well. And that's over the space of, it was like eight hours. So, yeah, we're wow. not really... Uh, yeah, applying <laughs> that rule when it comes to racing. Hey, Ruth, I'm just even looking some times, and geez, you're quick. Uh, uh, I see, like, you, you beat quite a few of the male runners. Um, you know, what What do you think uh, puts put it down to females in ultra marathons and, and trail running as, as quick, if not faster, than the male compatriots? Yeah, I think you'll notice over the longer distance, females have they kind of close the gap between males. But I think sometimes women, we just we just race a bit smarter. Um, we race with our, with our head a bit more and we don't get our <laughs> ego get involved so much. That's just my observation, though. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, a, it's probably a fair observation, uh, knowing <laughs> know, knowing uh, blokes the, the, the way that we do. It's probably, you, you're probably not too far wrong. Uh, in terms of your, your physical toughness as well, because, you know, I, I think about... Um, doing these things, these ultra marathons, and what you're putting your body through, uh, you, you really, I guess, have to live in your head to an extent, don't you, to, to, to sort of, uh, I guess, leave behind the the pain, if you like. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, or the, the, the distress that your body's going through. Yeah, I think so. It is. I think over the longer distance, it definitely becomes more mental. But for me, it's just reminding myself that, Everyone in the race is running exactly the same course, so they're having going through the exact same struggles. Um, but also, it's my choice to be there. It's my own self-inflicted pain, um, and then it's a privilege to be in this opportunity to race. So I think they're always good reminders when you're out there and you're, you're starting to hurt. So if anyone's out there listening to this um, or have a daughter or a son who, who wants to get into ultra running or, or trail running, where's the, where's the best place for them to start? I think just in your local community, hook up with a group if there's other people. I think especially, I think for younger ones, it's to just to do cross-country or shorter races. Definitely don't be in a rush to step up into these ultra distances because they aren't, I don't think at the end of the day, they're not good for your body. Um, so it's better less when you're a bit older, I think. But yeah, I think anything, if you can find a community or people to, to train with um, and give you some guidance, that's always a good thing. In terms of your when you're in race, you know, with your sadomasochistic tendencies that we've just talked about, um, <laughs> Ruth, uh, you know, how do you get through? Do you have landmarks that you tick off? Are you ticking off every kilometre or every mile or are you ticking off checkpoints? How do you do it? For Well, for like, say, Western States, is 161K and for me, those early hours, it's just about making sure, being very present and making sure you're doing everything that you can do at that moment to make sure you get to the finish line, to making sure you're sticking to your nutrition plan, drinking a lot. And then with Western States, it was up to 41 degrees. And so you had eight stations, or they had 28 stations over 160K. Um, and they had allocated 5 kgs of ice to run it to eight stations. So it's making sure you're keeping yourself cool. Um, and then a big goal for me was to get to the 100k mark because Western States is special in the sense that you can have a pacer. Um, so you pick up a pacer there and that kind of helps drag you through to the last 60k. So 
it's just, yeah, being very present and doing what you can um, at each moment to make sure you get to that finish line. Beautiful. Um, and you talk about the ice and picking all that kind of stuff. As, as the ice queen uh, that Susan McFadden, the nickname that she's given you in this article that I'm just quickly having a look at, is, is, that, is that stuck with you? Are you known as Ruth Cross, the ice queen now? Not yet. It hasn't, it hasn't caught on too well. <laughs> I like it. It's a good one. Well, I mean, it's, it's certainly got to be better than monkey butt, right? Which I see there's a, a show on your Facebook uh, of you as you support crew, and they've got a sign saying, go monkey butt. Do, do we want to ask the question of how you got that nickname? We don't need to go any further into that one. Oh, well, we're, we're definitely going to call you the Ice Queen from now. Um, yeah. You've been phenomenal. I wish you all the best uh, for your next big race. Uh, I'll get the I'll get the name right, the Kepler. The Kepler track, the Ke- yeah. The Kepler track. Uh, yeah, you got it. Hey, now, given that you've run everywhere uh, by the sounds of things, do you have a favourite track, a, f- a favourite race that you've done, uh, and, and, and is that just because of how it looks or, or the track, whatever? Um, as a coaster, I'm always a bit partial to West Coast, but um, I think the Paparoa track, it's a, a local one. It's always, I don't know, after travelling overseas, coming home and, and running on that, it's always the best feeling. And even also Old Ghost. Um, so I think I'm pretty lucky that at, at my doorstep, we've got some pretty amazing trails in New Zealand. Is, is there, oh, just out of interest, um, talking about the ice, I'm fixated on this ice stuff. Is, <laughs> is there a temperature that they call the race off? I, I've always wondered that with running. Um, is there a temperature that they say, nah, it's too hot, uh, you can't run anymore? No, with, with Western States, not at all. It's just part of it. Everyone knows Western States is going to be extremely hot. And so, yeah, you just have to be prepared for it. Yeah, they, uh, I was going to say that's that's one of those things that I, I've talked. I used to go to school with Cameron Brown, who does you know the uh, he's done the, yeah. the the Hawaiian Ironmans and all those those yeah. those ones, and you know running over the pretty much running over lava fields and things like that. Uh, that that I mean, I, how that guy does it, I don't know. He's a machine, and it sounds like you're the you're the same. It's just uh, uh, the endurance. How is the body holding up after a few years of doing this? Um. Well, I've mainly been doing shorter ultras, and so this year was the first year I stepped up to 100 miles. And, yeah, I think it took me three, probably a good three months until I fully physically and mentally recovered from this mistake. Wow. So it definitely, yeah, dug, dug me into a bit of a hole. Um, but I think it's just being aware of that and making sure I don't do too many in a year. So yeah. I think for me, 100 miler in a year is, is the limit. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, when, when, you, when you have uh, people like me talking to you who, uh, you know, sort of, I have I have cheat days on my diet because I'm a fat bugger. Um, how 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 many how many cheat days do you have when it comes to uh, uh, prepping a race or maybe recovering from one? Um, so it's just dependent on my training plan. But normally one every one day off every fortnight, and then and then after a race, like I had three weeks off and I did absolutely nothing. Um, I was in Costa Rica, and I think it's the recovery is probably just as important, if not more, and it's just being able to switch it off completely after an ultra is, yeah, I think I've got that down pretty well. Ruth, that's that's actually a really interesting point because, you know, most metabolism for a normal female is, is, you know, if they're trying to stick to their weight, generally is probably, what, around 1,500 calories, 1,400, 1,500 calories. How many calories would you consume in a day? I don't, I don't honestly know, but um, I eat a decent amount and training a lot, but I also haven't got too fixated on calories or anything like that. I think it can be sometimes a slippery slope if you're starting to count that sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be so interesting so, though, wouldn't it? The amount of fuel that yeah. you have to replace. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I remember um, coming out of the mountains uh, when we were over in Nepal back in was it early 2000s and meet, we got meet, met by someone as we came down the last part of the mountain and they said to us, uh, how was that? And uh, I was just like, it was terrible. <laughs> like, would you do it again? I was like, no. Um, pretty much, give me a beer. That, you know, that, that was that that was uh, kind of where my head was at. I mean, in terms of, do you finish some of these races and think, Christ, what am I doing to myself? And I don't want to ever do that again. And how long does it take before the the need kicks in? Oh, that was exactly me after Western States. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in tears, and my partner was like, my feet were so swollen, and everything just hurt. And he was lifting me into the bath an ice bath and I was just crying saying and this is so messed up I'm never doing this again <laughs> and here you are signed <laughs> <Yeah>. up again <laughs> <laughs> they say ultron is not the, smart, the most smartest bunch <laughs> yeah well, what was the Einstein quote um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different <laughs> yeah. turnout yeah Good stuff, Ruth. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on, man. It's uh, It's been an interesting chat. It's been uh, good to hear from you and uh, and the things that you're doing, man. You, you've seen some great places in the world. It's uh, certainly one way to travel, uh, and I wish you all the best uh, going forward, eh? Awesome. Thanks very much, and thanks for having me on. Uh, anytime. Hey, do you want to give a shout-out to any of your sponsors while you're here? Um, to Adidas Terex and also Garmin. Good work, man. Good work. Got to, got to keep the sponsors happy, Ruth. Yeah, do it. Well, Ruth, Ruth. Ruth Cross there with us, uh, ultra marathon runner. Yeah, that hundred oh, miles. Wow. I'm chafing. I'm chafing just sitting here. Oh.